MLM Nation, episode 179. It's okay to take time off. It's okay to fail. It's okay to learn through error and trial. What's not okay is you not doing the required activities. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. Hey, MLM Nation, before we start this awesome show, I have a question. You probably heard about posture and confidence when you prospect, right? You know that's important. So how come you still have prospects on your list that you're scared to talk to? You're kind of tentative to the approach. So posturing is so important. The self-talk behind that. I actually teach you five little tips I share in my sponsoring workshop where you can overcome that fear of talking to your prospects. And, you know, posture and confidence, it's easy to say it, that we know we do it, but often we don't do it. So I share you five little self-talk tips where you can say to yourself to help you overcome that fear so that you can actually talk to your list and sponsor them. So that will help you with procrastination and you can use it whether it's talking to a new prospect or follow-ups. So Check it out. Go to my sponsoring workshop. Just go to sponsoringworkshop.com. It's a free webinar, and I offer a couple days, and it goes a couple times during the day since I know ML Nation listeners, you guys are all from different countries, different time zones. Check it out. It'll definitely help you out. It's free. and Not only will you learn about different closes and basically a lot of the techniques and scripts I use to sponsor one person a week. I sponsor like 80-something people a year, year for a couple years, uh, but most importantly, the posture, the self-talk, and how you can overcome that fear. So check it out. Sponsor Workshop.com. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Ali Midawi. Ali, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, sir. I'm ready to rock and roll. Ali Midawi was born and raised in Casablanca, Morocco, and came to America 14 years ago. He started as a busboy and went to high school and college to become a chef. He eventually got a great job at Corporate America, but after working 90-hour weeks for four straight years, Ali realized he had enough and needed to make a change. And that's when he came across network marketing seven years ago. Today, Ali's built organizations in 27 states and six countries. He's currently writing a book that's coming out in July, and his passion is to empower others and inspire the masses. So Ali, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background, how you came to the U.S. and what you did, and also how you came across network marketing. Uh, well, the journey began really, um, so, so we got to take it back a little bit, even when I was in Morocco, uh, it it allowed me to become the man that I am today. Um, you know, came to the States in June 20th, 2002. And, uh, prior to that, unfortunately being in a third world country and growing up in, in between divorced parents, it wasn't the best childhood, if you will. Uh, and we've had a lot of, uh, you know, thrown uh, between dad and mom and then mom and then, you know, dad and stepmom. And then he ended up being mom and stepdad. So we didn't really get to enjoy the, the childhood years. Uh, but but it, it taught me early on in my life what adversity was like and uh, still was able to be blessed to come to the United States and, and went to high school, obviously, uh, to go from me no English uh, 14 years ago to, to be able to speak to you right now 
know, it's it's been a lot of work, as you can imagine, a lot of practicing. Um, I, I went to culinary school uh, and uh, qualified for a French program. Uh, learned five international languages, and uh, I write them, I read them, I speak them. And uh, I was promised by that school that you know, if I go to that program, which is eighty thousand dollars. Uh, I'll have a guaranteed job for the rest of my life, meaning they'll position you. And and when you hear that in the way, especially the economy has been, it sounds like a great deal. It sounds like, man, I'm guaranteed work. It's the ultimate security, if you will. Well, it ended up turning into uh, a very small, tiny restaurant called Ruby Tuesday. Um, and my staff and my boss would make fun of me all the time saying, you went to school to work for us. Um, you know, even even my boss would always say, I don't even have a GED. Not that there's anything wrong with GED or, or, or not having formal education. But he would say, I don't even have a GED and you work for me. And he kind of put a little bit of a fire under my butt. Got married young at the age of 22, and I, I still am, thank God, to the love of my life. And, um, you know, working 90 hours a week and living paycheck to paycheck will give you a reality check. And uh, I, I had a, a buddy of mine that literally called me for three months straight. And, I mean, he would call me at work. He would call me on my cell phone. He would find any opportunity to tell me about this exciting thing that he had going on. And all these successful entrepreneurs are working with him. And I judged him. I, I was lying to myself. I was telling myself, I'm doing just fine. I don't need to hear about whatever internet business that he had going on. Uh, and after a while, he ended up just uh, knocking on my door and showed up in my house. And um, he goes, uh, hey, what's up? I'm like, oh, my God, I was just going to call you, which I, I lied. Unfortunately, I, I had no plans to call him whatsoever. And he said, listen, man, I've been calling you. And uh, I told him, I'll be honest with you, I have no desire to do anything because I don't have time. I'm, I'm working 90 hours a week. I'm barely making any money. My wife is upset with me all the time that I that I don't have time for her. And he, he said something that kind of like, woke me up. He said, well, how long do you want to be going through that for? And uh, I kind of reflected at that very same moment on my four-year career in the restaurant with three at the time. And uh, I said, all right, fine. Let's see what you got. So he showed me a video and one thing led to another. And uh, two, two years after that, I ended up uh, uh, going full-time in this industry that I love uh, called network marketing. And uh, here we are now. So, so it's did you uh, – thank you for sharing that. I had a couple questions, a lot of questions. Uh, let me start off. How did you learn five languages and what languages? I think that's incredible. <laughs> you know, because so, I, I mean, right before the show, we were talking about like I love talking to immigrants because the work ethic and the dedication, the hunger and desire. I think a lot of us – I know for me because my parents were immigrants, and I, but I was you know, lucky to be born and raised in the U.S. And I know I definitely did not work as hard as my parents did. Yeah. Um, so what were the languages and how did you go about – how did you learn them? It's amazing. So obviously being born in, in Morocco, the spoken language is Moroccan. It is not written. It is a mixed dialect of uh, Arabic, of French, and in Spanish, which obviously touched a little bit into the other languages and allowed me to kind of be open-minded to, to diversify my linguistic abilities. Uh, the second language, if you are from central or, uh, central or South Morocco, is French because it used to be before the 50s uh, colonized by France. And the north of the country, uh, uh, the second language was Spanish because that half was colonized 
by uh, Spain before the 50s. So uh, obviously I was blessed to kind of like live a little bit in the north and have friends in either side. Uh, and, and so I came to the States, if you will, already uh, with Moroccan, Arabic and French definitely completely mastered that I spoke them fluently. Uh, but when I came to the States in, in, in the kitchen, where, I mean, obviously I, I was in Georgia in the area that I lived in, it was very, very populated with Hispanic community. Obviously, I met, uh, you know, my, my wife is, is uh, originally from Colombia, her family around me all the time. My kitchen staff would pick on me all the time and they would say things that I did not understand or would bother me because I don't understand. And at the time, I knew that they were kind of picking on me. Right. Uh, so uh, I, I made it a point that I'm going to learn Spanish. So I spoke to my brother-in-law, I spoke to my best friend who was from Mexico, and I said, listen, I need you to help me out. Do not speak to me to no other language but Spanish. And, uh, you know, I, I every day uh, literally just practicing and saying, I don't understand. I don't understand using body language. Uh, and, and right now, absolutely fluent. Um, and, and I actually just came back from Panama and Colombia and you know, there's absolutely no issue. I we actually got interviewed by Colombian channel for for the for the game, and they thought that I was from Colombia until I told them um, that I was uh, from Morocco. <laughs> so, you know, that was that was the the Spanish part. But English, obviously, you become your environment. So uh, coming to the states, and again, I had no one around me beside back home at the family where, where there was minimal Moroccan spoken, and my mother, God bless her. Uh, she always would say, hey, uh, you want to go out? You want some money in your pocket? Uh, you need to watch an hour of baby's videos, like literally the ABCs. And we had, she'll, she'll sit in front of us, and here I am, 17-year-old at the time, and she'll say, okay, every word that this baby is going to say, you'll have to repeat. And you know, the baby will say cookie, giraffe, lion, monkey, and here I am, the 17-year-old, repeating all those baby's uh, words, meaning – my mother was reprogramming us to 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 learn the language and to adapt into the culture. And thank God uh, she never gave up on us. And, and here we are today. That's an amazing story. I love the attitude. I think a big part is the coachability, I think, which you probably definitely took it to your network marketing business. Um, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, it's uh, th- th- thanks for my mother never giving up on us with that. Yeah. Um, now, you started network marketing. Flash for you. you started network marketing. Did you have success right away? I think I guess there's two questions. Maybe you can answer them both. <laughs> Is number one, did you have success? And you're working long hours. So how did you make it fit in your schedule? So my my first year in network marketing, as most people, I I, I uh, did what everybody has done. I thought I bought a lottery ticket. Uh, you know, I'm gonna get started, and everybody's gonna yeah, say yes to me, and life is gonna be all. Uh, rainbows and sunshines, and I'm going to have a unicorn hanging out with me every day, and I'm going to be a millionaire. Uh, but then I realized that it was a, a profession that required uh, the same universal laws of uh, a traditional business. And, and I fought it throughout my whole, I'd say about 14 months straight. I, I, I was a pain in the butt for my uplines and my, uh, I, I was telling my downlines they don't need to go to training. They can come to my house and I'll train them after attending just two weeks of training. So as I tell everybody, everything that you could be doing wrong, I have done it. Um, and, and it was a moment that I had to realize, like, I got to stop lying to myself and I got to stop misleading my team when I realized that it wasn't about the money anymore. When I realized that it was a mission driven, uh, driven industry, uh, and the money is just the, the bonus component of it. And, uh, 
you know, uh, 14 months kind of like uh, went by fast with a lot of mistakes. Uh, and, and then the, the, the magic started to happen by putting myself in situations where I became disciplined, where I actually went to my boss in, uh, in the restaurant where I was. And uh, I had a very, very, very tight schedule. So I said to him, here's the thing. I would like to work every single day with no days off. However, uh, and mind you, I was the, the, the culinary manager and the chef in the restaurant, the most important position in the restaurant itself. And I said to him, every Friday, I would like to leave at 6 p.m., but I will make sure that everyone is in place, everything as far as prep is ready. There's nothing that you'll be missing. If there is anything missing, you call me, I'll come right back. Uh, and every Saturday, I would like to come in at 1 o'clock, but I will work from 1 o'clock all the way until one o'clock in the morning. And if I have to stay in clothes and clean up and get everything ready for the next morning. And I told him that my vacation, my two week vacation, I'd like to split it into three different components, meaning every three months, I want to take four days. And the reason I've done that, the company I was with at the time, they had a convention, a national convention every single three months. And I needed those four days to go to it. And Friday night, we had our leadership. And Saturday, we had our Saturday training. That was from nine to 12 o'clock, plus that extra hour for me to change, get in the car and drive back to the restaurant. Now, he thought I was crazy. And he laughed and he says, you know, that's your, 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 your death wish. I was like, no, I just, just give me that opportunity. I'll work every single day. And, uh, you know, as much as he laughed, I still took it. I did it and I sacrificed. I gave myself 12 months of nonstop hardcore work ethic. I did not care. People made fun of me, laughed at me, thought I was illogical, thought I was crazy. They said that I'll never make it. And uh, to the date, 12 months later, I came with my notice to, to uh, tell him that I, uh, I was moving on uh, to go full-time with my business, which he was not happy about because I made his life, as you can imagine, so beautiful for a year straight, and, and he had to go back to work full-time. So, so that's, that's what I did. I, I, I went crazy, illogical, hard work. Um, I, I reached out to my uh, support team. I said, listen, I need you by any means necessary to focus on me. If I call you or I text you and I say, I have 15 minutes. And in those 15 minutes, I need you to speak to a prospect. It needs to happen exactly from beginning to end. I, my lunch uh, was me on the phone with a sandwich in my hand. And my meetings at times were late night. I invited all the servers after hours to, to have a, a whole meeting in my house. So it was a by any means necessary mindset, and uh, I, I don't regret it. I'll do it all over again. That is really inspiring, the work ethic. I, what, I mean, what is the self-talk to keep going? I mean, first of all, like, there's a saying, crazy people. You're definitely crazy, but crazy people make crazy <laughs> money, right? Crazy yes, people sir. make crazy money. But what is the self-talk? Because, I mean, <laughs> you talk to a 1,000 people, 10,000 people. It's probably only not many, not maybe not even one person that would do crazy stuff like what you do to make it happen. So what drove you? Like every time, like especially when people are making fun of you or maybe like you're talking to prospects, it's not happening as fast. What do you say to yourself to keep going? Uh, my, my mother, my family, my, my, my why. It wasn't about me becoming a millionaire or, or having mansions or cars. It, it was a bigger mission, uh, you know, coming from a third world country and not having it all and, and seeing my mother sacrificing everything for us, uh, you know, my older brother, my younger sister and my younger brother literally sacrificed everything. I've seen her uh, clean up houses for us to be able to go to school. I've seen her beg when we were in Morocco for, for just water to drink, forget, forget shower because we didn't have, the water was shut off. 
and, and thinking about all that adversity that she has gone through, my whole goal every single day and still is today is just to give her back the, the, the life that she deserves, is to give her back the vacations that she missed out on, to give her back the beautiful things out of life that she wanted. And she said, no, I'm going to skip myself and give it to my kids that I know for a fact. And I recall sometimes she didn't eat. Sometimes she literally would sell clothes, clothes out of her closet, you know, just because, you know, the father figure wasn't there at the time and she did whatever she had to do to keep us out of trouble and keep us going. So, uh, you know, whenever somebody laughed, uh, I didn't care because all I saw is, is my mother smile in their face saying you could do it <laughs> and 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 you know that's really all I can say it, it, it was uh, and still is all because of what my mother has done for us and I, I'm trying to do everything in my power to educate an in industry you know one thing that I tell the world is do you realize that in network marketing, in the compensation plan, the payouts are called bonuses? In, you know, most of the companies, they call them bonuses. That's because that's what they are. See, the mission is the true payout. The reason why is what you get out of it. The pay, the money is the bonus. That's just the add-on. And if you have that mindset, you know, uh, Robert Kiyosaki taught it all the time and all the great ones. Stop chasing the money, but establish a mission that will outlive you, that will outlast you. And to me, it was and still is my, my mother and now my, my family, my brothers, my sister. And, you know, and it, it doesn't matter what anyone said to me or, or is still saying about me, behind me, in front of me. I am doing whatever I have to do for the sake of, of my family. And uh, I guess they call that the why in our industry. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the way you say that. It's really uh, – it makes a lot of sense. I think, you think you're the first person to put it, put it that way. The money is the bonus because in network marketing – it really is. I mean, if you chase the money, you'll never be happy, right? Because there's always more ranks or more money to be made. But it's the yep. fulfillment and the vision, the impact you're making. Uh, that's the same thing that drove me to start ML Nation. It's, it's not about the money. Uh, I mean, like, it's like Jim Rohn says, you make the million, not for the million, but for the person you become. And Absolutely. Yeah, so the paradox is like, you know, you join MLM so you can retire on an island and just relax, but you never want to retire on an island and relax because – that person that wants to retire on an island, relax, never becomes successful. Because it's Absolutely. never about, right? It's like a paradox. It never becomes the end game. It's about bigger than yourself. So, yep. well, how's your mom doing now? My mother is amazing. So, we, uh, it's funny, what, what this industry has allowed us to do, you know, to generate, obviously, income that has allowed me, myself, to be a full-time professional network marketer in the last five out of seven years and, you know, help out my family with, with certain things, you know, that uh, I, I was always the go-to. Hey, uh, I need help with such and such. I was always there to support and thank God to network marketing uh, that I was able to do that. But we started her dream business. She always wanted to be in the food industry. And she she knew that, you know, in, in, in the United States, um, restaurants, uh, cl uh, the, the rate of closing in restaurants is 91% within the first 10 months. So it was always an, an ambition of hers, but it was always very, 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 very hard uh, to get into it. And uh, we ended up starting a catering business for my beautiful mom. And uh, she does what she loves doing. And she does it, and believe it or not, in a network marketing fashion. You know, uh, she'll acquire one customer and she'll tell them, if you refer other customers to me, I'll give you not only a discount, but a rebate. And she created a little bit of a referral program for her. And, um, you know, <laughs> I'll give it, I'll give the credit back to her coming 
out to see her son in, in certain trainings and, and uh, you know, conventions just because she was a proud mom. But she definitely took a lot of notes. And thank God it's, it's going for her really well. That's awesome. And I think a, a good thing to emphasize, you just brought it up, was uh, sometimes people think network marketing is hard. Or, you know, 90% of people, I mean, I don't know what the figure is, but a lot of times you hear the figure, 80% or 90% distributors fail. I mean, you just said, what is it, restaurants, 91% go out of business within 10 absolutely, months? Absolutely, absolutely. And that is an actual fact. When you go to culinary school, the first class that you have to take is analytics. And you think, well, what the heck does analytics have to do with cooking? And that's because they're not teaching you how to cook. They're teaching you how to be an entrepreneur and teaching you how to be a restaurateur. So they are telling you day one, here are the chances if you close, if you, if you were to open a restaurant, 91% of restaurants close in the United States within their first 10 months. And, and I, I, I can tell you with all that education, I'm an example of that because I've had upwards of seven traditional businesses and one of them was a food place and uh, it, it didn't last past seven months, unfortunately. So trust me, I, I believe that figure because I lived it. Well, what is the typical investment to start a restaurant? Oh boy, um, you know, the, if you wanted to do uh, something as small as, uh, let's just call it 12 tables, uh, you know, minimal menu and uh, minimal hours, uh, let's just say lunch and early dinner only, you're looking at at least, at least $100,000 that you need uh, for equipment, that you need for licensing, that you need for constructions, you need to build the hoods. Uh, for web design, for marketing, for everything else, initially just about $100,000. And again, that's with a 91% chance failure within 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> what a great deal. Let me sign me up for that. Exactly, right? Wow. Okay. Um, so what was your turning point of the business? Like, I mean, you, so you say you struggled your 14 months. What was the thing that happened or the event that you went to that afterwards your business just took off? Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I realized that the bank account will, will grow only if I were to grow. See, back then, I, I was, if you remember when I said at the beginning, I was ignoring my friend. I was not answering. I was thinking that I was better, that I had it all figured it out. I was arrogant. I thought I was a better person um, you know, than everybody else. And even when I got involved in network marketing, I started, I changed my attitude, but I, I changed it to the worst towards people with a job. I, I would pick on people and say, you're, you're a loser. You're stuck in your slave to your job. Uh, you know, and, and I just needed to work on myself. So I was caught up in my own hype. I was not focused on the personal growth and the integrity of the industry and the profession itself and what it represents. Um, so, so I had to do something and fix the process and, and mainly, loving people, uh, you know, and that, that's really where it started to change. When I started realizing, you know, I really need to learn uh, people's why. The people who are involved with me, it was all about go sell, go sell, go recruit, go recruit. But I never actually knew what was in it for them. You know, some of them, I didn't even know their kids' names or, or you know, why they even got started. Uh, so, so once I stopped, if you will, lying to myself about convincing myself that what I was doing was effective and efficient uh, um, and, and about my true why when I realized this is not about the money. It's, it's much bigger than that. Uh, so it's like uh, I opened up the true potential of the industry and, and the, the opportunity that I was in. And uh, I'd like to say the proof is in the pudding. 27 states and six countries later, I think I've, I've worked a little bit on myself, just maybe. <laughs> yes, yes. Um what about the, the people at the restaurant, uh, at the Ruby Tuesdays that saw you yeah. do those crazy hours? Did they ever join your business? 
So I had two who have joined me. Um, one of them was the very one actually was my very first uh, distributor in my company that I was in. And um, she got involved. And I think she got involved just because she kind of felt bad for me, you know. Uh, the second one uh, got started maybe about seven months later, and they did not like how aggressive I was. They did not like how, you know, I needed the growth, as I just mentioned. So they kind of just pulled back and said, maybe this was not for me. Uh, the third one, uh, or, or the one that was very, very committed and wasn't from Ruby Tuesday, and, and this might sound funny to, to the listeners, uh, was my wife. <laughs> that was my third and most committed representative in my first year. Um, you know, uh, I, I still, and, and you know, I love them anyways. I, I've, I've learned to love people because maybe that's what they love doing, and it is what it is to each his own. Uh, most of them are still in the restaurant industry and, and in Ruby Tuesday. Uh, most of them are, are still in the same positions where I left them at. And, you know, I even stopped by and say hello with no animosity whatsoever, uh, just just to check in. And I'm like, hey, if anything ever changed, you know, I'm here for you. And they saw the growth. They they, they watch everything. We're, we're connected on social media. But, you know, all that shows me, and to be honest with you and, and, and to the entrepreneur out there, you know, entrepreneurship is not, um, you know, uh, a switch that you can just turn on and turn off. It's it's a it's a process, and you have to accept the the challenge. You have to tell yourself, "I will sacrifice myself for the sake of the generations that will come after me." And I've realized not a, not everybody's willing to make that sacrifice and 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 pay the ultimate price for for by by taking away their weekends and their nights and their games and their parties just so they can make uh, another person happy, you know, and I think that's a noble thing if you were ask me. Yeah, I like the, thank you for sharing that. I think it's important. Uh, the reason I asked that question, I think a lot of distributors feel like, oh, if I become successful and make more, more money, I can sign up people. And I think, you, you know, what you just shared, something doesn't matter how much money, how successful, some people just don't get it. You know, no. like, like if I was in your in that guy's shoes, I see you successful. Yeah, I'll be quitting my job. I'll, I'll sign up to be follow you, Ali, too. But some people just don't get it. So never emulation. You listeners out there, don't ever think that. Well, if I become more successful, all these people will join. It's about confidence. It's about the Absolutely. work ethic. Some people, it doesn't matter how much money, how successful, they still won't join. They just don't get it. And the key is to move on. I mean, Ali, you're smart. You just moved on from them and found other people that wanted to be involved. Other people that wanted to change their lives. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you, you have to have that mindset. Um, you know, birds of the feather flocks together, right? You, you got to know, uh, you got to look for the people who are like you or better. So you got to first step what I, 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 you know, coach few individuals and I tell them first steps first, you got to identify who you are as an entrepreneur. You got to identify your character. You got to identify your, your personality. And you, you can from there Look for people who are just like you because, you know, if you are an excited, happy person who's always ready to dance and jump and you're hanging out with people who just want to lay back, relax and watch TV and sleep, obviously there's a disconnect. It doesn't matter how much you do to motivate them. It doesn't matter how much you show them. You can open your back office and show them money. I've done all that. It does not work. You know, so you got to find someone who's just as hungry as you are. Again, you know, if you and I, Simon, were to open a restaurant and we're 50-50 owners, if I were to not show up 
uh, or show up whenever I want, that is, and you're doing all the work, you're excited, you're talking to customers, you're creating exciting things, you're motivating the staff, and I just show up on Friday and say, uh, hey, did we get paid? Uh, are you going to be happy with me as a partner? The answer is probably not. So why would you have me as a partner of yours? You got to make sure that you're sorting. You got to make sure that you look for, for people. It doesn't matter if they don't have the skill yet because I did not have the skill whatsoever and I'm still learning far from being where I need to be. But you got to look for somebody that has the will, that has the hunger, that has that strive, that says, I want to be better. And, uh, you know, make sure that you shake hands on it day one. You know, before I work with anyone, I ask them a few questions. Hey, do I have your word that you are the right partner for me, that you and I are going to lock arms and we're going to kill it for the next 90 days and beyond? Do I have your word that it doesn't matter what you don't know, but you're going to give me every single thing in your effort, in your, in your mindset of becoming a better person and never, never, never lying to me. If at any time you want to quit, I just want you to respectfully say, Ali, this is not for me. And we shake hands on it. And at, even at uh, certain times, I have a written contract doesn't mean anything in terms of like, I can't sue them if they decide to quit, but something about writing something down and we write down, here's what you expect out of me and here's what I'll expect out of you. And I'll learn that from, from some of my mentors and I sign and I give them my copy. They sign and they give me theirs and we hold each other accountable with that. And that's what I would do if we were in a restaurant or in any business for that matter. Why not have that same mindset in, in our network marketing industry as professionals? Really good stuff. Uh, by the way, how did you learn uh, to be an entrepreneur? I mean, you, I mean, because you have traditional businesses too. How did you yes. learn all this wisdom you have? Um, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I really truly believe that just doing it is the best way to learn. Uh, but but I, I will tell you this: um, it's always better to not learn from your mistakes, but learn from others. So do a little bit of homework, do a little bit of due diligence. It, it, you know, if, whether it's traditional business or network marketing. What I tell everybody, you know, and I got people that reach out: Hey, I want to start a restaurant. There's a location in Main Street, and I want to get it. And I usually ask them, Why did the last person leave? And they they usually don't have an answer for me. I'm like, Find out why they left. And you'll know if it's the right place for you to be at. Because if they left, they either were not good at what they were doing and just quit or the location wasn't good. So is it the egg or is it the chicken? You have to identify to make that decision. So, so you know, the one thing that I tell everybody is like, you got to be decisive and just go for it. You got to know that, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? I'm going to learn from it. It doesn't matter how much I flop on my face. I will get right back up. And your true integrity to yourself is your reason why that's going to keep you going. So the best way to learn is to just do it. And nowadays, 2016, I mean, you know, I, I learned how to fix the washing machine on YouTube. And I never have been a technician, nor have I gone <laughs> anywhere. So, so you can now, in YouTube or social media or anywhere for that matter, reach out. And ask, you know, true entrepreneurs love to teach. They're educators. So reach out to someone who has success. Say, hey, can you coach me? Can you help me out? And, you know, I've done that after a lot of failures. I ended up uh, reaching out to some people and I said, hey, here's what's going on. I just need some advice. And, and I was shocked that they said, not only I'll give you advice, once you come around, you know, the counter and let me show you my books, let me help you out. Let me show you how I do my inventory. And, you know, thank God it, it worked out for the best. Going uh, through your MLM journey, what would you consider your worst moment in network marketing? To the point where you maybe you may even, even though you're not a quitter, you may have thought about quitting, or maybe thought has second thoughts about doing this. 
Uh, so I, I uh, you know, in my young career or my humble career, that is, um, there were two companies in in a row that ended up going a different direction. Um, after building a national and international production, um, and with that experience, and I'm talking about within the same year, um, it's like the restart button was pressed all over again for me. I mean, the the you know, I had to learn um, at that moment. Really, the learn the lesson learned for me was to build a brand and. Um, Truly, uh, that to be uh, in in the place where I was to not be a comfortable top producer again. What I mean by that, you know, many of us in our industry make it to to top ranks or leadership ranks, and they make you know uh, some comfortable money, and and many make successful money, and and there are some who make you know multiple six and and seven figures. Uh, you just don't want to be comfortable, and that's where I was. I, I kind of made it to a level where I was like, oh, I am good here. I can float for the rest of my life. But what we need to understand, um, that whether this is, again, traditional business or network marketing, things change. Regulations change. Uh, you know, And I have to emphasize, you know, in network marketing, the risk is so, so, so small compared to traditional business. I mean, I've had four traditional businesses that I lost in Hurricane Sandy that just gone in water. So, you know, uh, make sure that you are focusing on the activities that you can control, which is building your brand and your personal production, because that will always, always keep you going. And it doesn't matter, you know, and, and again, here's if I may just share one thing that I coach uh, my team, uh, my partners, and, and everybody in the industry. Here's the mindset, and I learned this actually from uh, the great Eric Worre. He said, you want to wake up in the morning as if you have no distributors and go to sleep as if you have no customers. And when you have that mindset, you'll always feel like you just started your business. Because all of us remember when we just started our business, we were excited, pumped, motivated. We called everybody. We went to every training. So if you're thinking to yourself, I have no one in my team, you'll wake up the next morning and say, man, I, I got to get this business going. Man, this is exciting stuff. Uh, and it's all about perspective. So, um, you know, but regardless to, to that learning experience and, you know, it was great. The best thing that's ever happened to me because it, it established me in the industry. I'll do it all over again if I have to. It, it was the best thing that's ever happened. I mean, hey, kept me five years without a job. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And speaking about personal brand, you're working on a book that's going to be coming out soon. Can you share a little bit about the book? Yeah, so it's a um, it's a personal memoir for the last seven years that I've been in the industry. Um, it, it is a positive all the way around. It, it's pretty much what we were just talking about, but obviously with with stories all the way across. You know, uh, it, it you know I have an article that and it's called by the way the Lion Network Marketer, meaning how I was lying to myself across the board with making failures, making mistakes, not not doing the required activities. And uh, it's going to educate the masses throughout the whole the whole industry on how to not make the mistakes that I've made across my career and how to inspire, empower and make this industry that I believe is the future. I mean, everything is getting mobilized right now. And if, if you still think to your right mind that the 4040 plan is going to work, 
you better reevaluate everything because things have changed and they do change continually every single day. And, you know, people are losing their jobs over an application that gets created. So e-commerce, network marketing, online business is the future and the way to go. And this book educates on every single aspect of it. I'm excited and proud of it. Um, you know, and, and really just tells the story of this, this, uh, 14 year old bus boy in America, you know, who, who, uh, is, is spreading, this beautiful, amazing message of network marketing uh, and the true definition, in my opinion, of the American dream, because the American dream is well and alive. The American dream is thriving right now. And here's the thing. Everything you want is right in front of you. And again, my book elaborates on all opportunities, how to brand yourself, uh, how to do it at minimal expenses, uh, and, and, and it educates on true facts of network marketing, on true facts of how big of an industry it is, and you know statistics from uh, reliable resources. And it's going to be in bookstores uh, everywhere and online on July 25th, 2016. Uh, by yours truly, and I'm, I'm super, super excited about it, and I can't wait for it to collaborate uh, with the industry that I that I truly love, and I uh, will never retire out of. A lot of people say I want to do two to five years and retire. That's crazy. I'm going to be here until they put me under seven, seven feet. Hmm. And ML Nation, though, I mean, I'm excited about the book. Uh, check out the show notes page. When it gets released, we will put a link in there. Okay, just you can just go to mlnation.net, search for Ali, A-L-I, and the link to the book will be right there. Uh, now, Ali, this, is, this has been awesome. As we wrap up the show, just some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay, and the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Um, favorite success quotes. I do have to say, um, there's a lot, but let's, you know, my, my favorite quote is be the change you wish to see in the world by Mahatma Gandhi. You know, I, I truly believe that if you want people to stop throwing garbage on the floor, pick it up. If you want people to not, you know, litter, don't do it yourself. If you want people to be respectful, honest, nice, uh, uh, do it yourself. So I, I live by that every single day. Uh, and, and I always ask, you know, what would somebody else do or what would my mentor do if they were with me right now or my favorite? What would I have done had my mom been in front of me right now? <laughs> would I say or do what I'm doing right now? Uh, so so be the change you wish to see in the world. And, you know, uh, I'll add another. And I don't know if this is considered a quote or, or an advice. I was told this is my in my this is the aha moment, if you want to call it in my first company. Uh, I was told uh, by a, a great individual, the difference between you today and five years from now is the books you read and the people you surround yourself with. So I live by that. I read every day. I am very, 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 very careful who I hang with and, and who I'm uh, involved with in social media. Uh, and it's been an incredible opportunity. If you're the smartest person in the room, you need to get out and, and find a, a new crew, uh, somebody who's going to uplift you and bring you up with them. So I, I live by that as well. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Um, <laughs> using a calendar and a daily planner. 
um, that that changed everything for me. Before I, you know, and I'm not even talking about your phone planner. I mean, listen, right now as I'm speaking to you, my phone, you know, buzzed a couple of times, and I've ignored it because obviously, to respect to the interview that we're doing, and that's why I don't recommend to use your calendar on your phone. As great as that is, you're going to dismiss notifications. It is a bad habit. But if you have a daily planner and a calendar in paper in front of you, and you write things down, the moment you finish what you're doing, you're looking at it, what do I got to do next? And before I go to bed at nighttime, I actually go ahead to my calendar and I put a check mark next to everything I've done. And whatever I missed, I transfer it to the next day to make sure that it is done. And, and it changed everything for me. So make sure you go literally to, to your local bookstore or even a dollar store. <laughs> They're probably going to sell it for $3, but it is still in the dollar store. Uh, and, and make sure you, you know you use that, live by it. That is your schedule. That is how you schedule your business. You know, I can tell a person how much money they're making from their calendar. I, I, I can literally uh, tell the person you're making money or you're not from the way their calendar looks. And, you know, that's probably the best uh, habit that I've, uh, I've, I've worked on and developed. And, you know, it takes 21 days to develop a habit. So give it a try. Super. Uh, what is the best piece of advice you ever received? The best piece of advice, uh, be careful with people's opinions. Before you buy somebody's opinions, you better evaluate their lifestyle. Uh, because I certainly had, uh, you know, the... the um, the dream vampires uh, talking to me all the time and, and telling me how I got scammed and how, you know, uh, I keep spending money on traveling, on books, and none of that will work. Why don't I just have a regular life like everybody else? Uh, you know, I'm whipped. I'm this. I'm that. I mean, I've heard it all. And uh, again, thank God uh, I've had my mother in the back of my mind and I've had that mindset all the time, you know, I look at the person who's talking to me and I'm like, do I really want to be like him or like her? And uh, usually the answer says, yeah. So, so here's what I say. Still, it happens literally. Uh, I mean, I probably as soon as, as, as of yesterday, I, I got uh, somebody who told me like, that's crazy. I, uh, wow, you crazy. Why don't you just stop and, you know, why don't you start a regular business like you used to have it? And, you know, and I usually say, you know what? You may be right. And it just kind of kills the whole conversation, and I just go on with my life. So you may be right. It's okay. What's your favorite prospecting tool you use? So say someone's interested in the business. Do you uh, give them a company newsletter? Do you send them a link to an online video? Do you do a webinar? Do you do a three-way call? What do you like to use? You know, all the above is great, uh, but nowadays more than ever, again, because of the age that we're living in with social media and, and how everything turned into videos and, and interaction, I highly, highly recommend, uh, first of all, to identify the best time for what tool you're going to use. So if somebody says, listen, I only have five minutes, well, probably a five-minute call would be the appropriate matter. Or maybe you just tell them, well, one of you have 30 minutes, right? Uh, the, 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 your company video, uh, usually from what I've seen over the years, the, the, the companies, they spend a whole lot of money on putting together those videos. And there's a reason for it. They hire marketing firms that are experts at putting messages and music and, and, and interactions and different things together. Utilize that. That is the best asset. And it doesn't matter if you, the distributor, don't like it. It wasn't created for you. It was created for your prospect who has never seen it before. So make sure you utilize that and then automatically attach a three-way call. What I tell everyone is make sure before you play a video, an audio, or show any tool for that matter, 
text your support team, hey, can you be available for me in 10 minutes? I'm about to show a video. Uh, that way, somebody is available for a three-way call because you don't want to be the show. You want to be the preview and let somebody else uh, do, the, do the, the, the work for you. And, and I say that because it, it is part of the decision-making. If your prospect sees you doing a whole lot of work, they're going to think, I have to learn everything he or she is doing right now. And, and they subconsciously start saying, this is not for me. But if all you do is press a button for a video or, or press play for an audio or just connect the three-way call and, and you're just smiling the whole time, guess what they're thinking? I can do what he or she just did. And it's part of the decision-making. So stay disciplined. doesn't matter how excited and how much information you have. Stay disciplined. Use a third-party tool and include a three-way call. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or a favorite app on your phone that you can recommend? So, so you know, I'm working on all that right now. I'm actually, uh, the website and everything is going under construction. The best place that I can, you know, uh, give anyone, and I have hundreds, and I mean hundreds of free generic uh, training videos on my YouTube page. Uh, I, I, you can go out there, and I mean, I, I mean it when I say hundreds. And some of them are just five minutes. Some of them are a full 30 minutes. Some of them are trainings that I've done for companies and conventions and, and different things. So, so uh, you can go there and utilize everything as much as you possibly want. Um, and also, every single morning, I do uh, free Periscope uh, coaching and Facebook Live coaching. Uh, again, this is generic. I don't do anything online publicly for any uh, company product or service. Everything is generic. And I do it for the love of the industry. I do it because this industry has given me the life uh, financially and the quality of life that I have right now. So that's my give back. Uh, you know, I, I don't expect anything back from anyone uh, in any shape, way, or form. So just utilize what I can offer, and uh, I'm at your service. Cool. And we'll put those links on the show notes page, Periscope, YouTube. Uh, you definitely use those to grow your personal brand. Now, uh, as we wind down, aside from your book, what's one or two books you could recommend to ML Nation? So two books. Uh, the first one is is for anyone uh, that is breathing and alive, you know, whether you're in business or not, but specifically for the listeners of MLM Nation, because Jim Rohn says it doesn't matter how much skills you have. If you don't have the right philosophy, it will not matter. So you need to have the right philosophy and philosophy is created by intellect. Intellect is only attracted by education. So how do you get educated books? And this book is number one across the board. It's called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It has inspired the greatest speakers of our lifetime right now from Bob Proctor and uh, Les Brown and uh, uh, Tony Robbins and all the great ones that we listen to. They all started with that book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And specifically, specifically when it comes to uh, the MLM Nation listeners, I have two books that I highly recommend for you. One is uh, GoPro uh, by Eric Worre. Definitely great educational book about our industry. And the second one is The Business of the 21st Century uh, by Robert Kiyosaki, which is also uh, a book that literally would compare traditional business and network marketing, the risks, the rewards, and, and everything uh, across the spectrum. So great, great books that have made an impact on my, on my business life, and I inspire it would do the same to you. And ML Nation, if you love audio, I know you do because you listen to the show, you can get an amazing free audiobook like GoPro or Business for the 21st Century at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. 
Now, Ali, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Go for it. Hey, ML Nation, I just want to remind you to be organized with your taxes. You know having an ML business can save you tons of money with legal tax deductions, but the tough part is keeping it organized, right? Keeping your mileage, keeping your receipts. The last thing you want to do is just everything in the shoebox and digging them out at the last minute. Um, it's just... It's crazy, it's headache, it's stressful, and also when you document and put in reports, it's not, it may not be accurate and just increases the chance of being audited. So here's a great tool. Check out TaxSpot. Go to mlnation.net forward slash tax. It's a cool app on your phone. It works on iPhone, works on Droid. That makes things so, so much easier for you. So you go check it out. It'll definitely help you out. Be organized so you spend more time prospecting and training your team instead of doing you know, little low-paying stuff like admin work, dealing with tax receipts and stuff like that. So go to mlnation.net forward slash tax. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't even know your mom, you didn't know your wife, you didn't know your siblings, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So kind of like you're an alien that went to another planet. Okay, and they spoke your one of your five languages. What's the first thing you do, to, or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I got a visual about this planet that I'm in right now. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, here's here's what I would recommend. Uh, I, I would hire an actual coach who has the success that I want to have. This is what I would do if I were to do it all over again. If, if today was June 20th, 2002, all over again in America, I would look for a coach that already has the success that I want. And here's why. They already learned the good, the bad, and the ugly. They already went through the errors and trials. They know how to brand themselves. They know how to prospect online, offline, cold market, more market. Uh, and, and they have everything that I want to embody. So it'll be a lot simpler. I'm not going to say easier because you still have to apply and you know put the required work ethic. But uh, it'll be simpler for me to, to, to build um, by simply copying what they have done and apply it. And, and essentially, that's what we all do. That's what we go to training so we can take what the great ones have done and apply it in our businesses so i'd highly 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 would tell myself in the other planet go get a coach uh and and outsource and it'll be a lot lot easier and i i am confident uh that being the first step it makes everything uh even to have an accountability partner it, it makes it uh, all good to go in the right place as we wrap up do you have any last words of advice and then what's the best way our listeners can uh, connect and contact you uh, the best advice is, you know, this is a business. This is a profession. You need to treat it as such. Yes, you can do part-time uh, uh, and eventually you're going to turn full-time. But just remember, you know, in your job, you work it every single day. That's why you get that paycheck. So if in your network marketing business, if you're not working it every day, and it doesn't matter, you got to go to a training or, or a seminar 40 hours a week. All that means is do one of the income producing activities that your team and coaches teach you every single day. Use all these tools that are available that all of us in the MLM Nation world are teaching, coaching, and giving you to make sure that you get your reason why established. So make sure that you work your business every day. It's okay to take time off. It's okay to fail. It's okay to learn through error and trial. What's not okay is you not doing the required activities. I know many, many people who sign up in a network marketing company and never work it. There's a difference between being in a business and working it. So 
I know all of us have a start date in our network marketing companies, but the question is, when was your launch date? And if you haven't had it, you need to establish one ASAP. And that's my last advice for everybody and anyone in the industry. And I and I share this with with my most genuine uh, intentions that needs help, support, assistance, coaching, whatever you need, and no obligations. Uh, you can visit me at my website, MedawiEnterprise.org. Uh, and, uh, if you need any specific help with any topic, uh, you know, Hey Ali, I don't know how to build my reason why. Hey Ali, I don't know how to, you know, uh, do this or do that. Um, uh, please, please first things first or reach out to your support team. They want your best interest. You know, reaching out to somebody else doesn't mean that you're automatically going to be successful, but reach out to your support team. They have your best interests at heart because if you succeed, they succeed with you. But I am at your service as well. Just shoot me an email, ali at medawienterprise.org and a subject matter, whatever it is that you need. And I also need to know who is your upline or support team because I want to bring them in the loop. And if you do not wish them to know just yet, we'll talk. But I highly recommend to go back to your support team and they'll help you out. And obviously, all social media outlets. I am everywhere uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, and, and uh, Snapchat. Just got on it. And if I can just interject one last thing, Simon, is uh, the um, the Association of Network Marketing Professionals is uh, hosting an event in uh, June 2nd through the 5th. Uh, I'll be on that stage and a panel as well. I highly recommend if you are anywhere in Dallas uh, area and, and Eric Worre is going to be speaking, it's very, very generic. It is what I consider the Oscars of network marketing. Definitely try to uh, hop on uh, and, and come get your learn on. And that's uh, the uh, uh, Association of Network Marketing Professionals. The website is anmp2016.com. And obviously, my book will be out on July 25th, 2016, to give you back all the love that I can uh, provide to the industry. So, And I, and I thank you, uh, Simon, for the opportunity. I'm very privileged. Thank you so much. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Ali Midawi. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Ali. That's A-L-I at the search bar. And all the nuggets of wisdom, the links to Ali's book, his contact info, his, will all be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Ali, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Ali, and God bless you. God bless. Take care. ML Nation, before we go to the recap and review, here's something you definitely should check out that really helped me out grow my business in the beginning. I used it as a to build a belief, because you know belief is really important, right? Building the belief, and also it's a prospecting tool, training tool, and that is networking times. If you like ML Nation, networking times is kind of like the print version of it. Every issue is packed with training from different leaders, sharing, it's generic training, really good. I still remember when I got my first issue, and I, I've actually went to buy every single back issue ever, and that's, that's way back in 2000. Uh, five, 2004, 2005, I did that. And I still today, I still read it. Check it out, Networking Times. Okay, go to mlnation.net forward slash times. ML Nation, here's a quick recap and review of an awesome training from Ali Midawi. Make sure you go to mlnation.net, put in Ali, A-L-I. Okay, very simple, A-L-I, and reach out to him. He gave you his permission to reach out to him, ask him for help. Don't blow that. Definitely take advantage of him. Awesome, awesome leader. Super inspiring. I mean, a lot of lessons here. Number one was just the hunger and desire, right? Of going on from his attitude to learn, learning Spanish, 
like he just told people don't speak to him in anything else except for Spanish and he just surrounded himself with Spanish speakers they told him not to speak any English to him and he picked it up um, second thing is just like the being coachable learning English watching like baby DVDs right that is uh, just picking up ling- English at 17 years old learning English that way being coachable he never let pride get in the way Another great aha moment was just the desire. You know, he, he worked at Ruby Tuesdays and he was working 90-hour weeks and he decided to come up with a crazy schedule where he could work seven days a week but he had flexible hours where he can leave by a certain time so he can build his business. And he did it seven days a week. Everyone thought he was crazy but as we know, ML Nation, crazy people make crazy money, right? He was crazy. Uh, all the vacation days, he split it into four times each quarter. Used those vacation days not to relax but to go to his company convention. And by the way, Company conventions are extremely important. You have to go. You have to go to your company events, right? It's um, there's no excuses. You just heard from someone that used up every vacation day to go there, and he did it for twelve months. And in twelve months, business just took off. Another thing was there's no time objection. When people gave him no time, I don't know if you remembered when his original sponsor asked him about, uh, and he said he had no time because he's working ninety hours a week, you know, and all that. He was married. His wife didn't get to see him, and his. The person simply asked him, how long will you let that continue? Right? And again, logic sometimes doesn't get people to take action, but motion does. And that got Ali to look at it, and he, he got started. Um, and so, how long will you let that continue? Right? I know you don't have time. How long will you let that continue? Because people are looking for solutions. Right? People are looking for solutions. Um, more. Let's see more good stuff. Talk about mission-driven industry. Network marketing, I totally agree. I love the way he put it, mission-driven industry. It's like why I did ML Nation. It's mission. We have a, Our purpose for ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time, to achieve full-time status, to achieve a full-time income. And I think if you're building, maybe you're struggling, you don't get it, I'll tell you. When I first started, I didn't get it either. I was like, oh, if I make a certain amount of money, I'll be really happy. Once you want, once you get the money, Extra money doesn't really make you that much happier. Whether you're earning two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand, extra hundred, I'm telling you, you can buy a couple more toys and stuff. Say, put a little bit more money in the bank, but really doesn't make you that much happier. It's really about the fulfillment, and that's why you see a lot of people. The mission, right? The fulfillment, making a greater purpose. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's about helping others. And Ali said, every he used to, you know, his big aha moment was he was got caught up with his own hype. Right, his turning point when he started loving people—it's really about a mission, vision, and I like the love the way he put it. The compensation is a bonus; it's really a bonus. Now, I mean, number one, you you get to learn the self development's incredible, the success habits, meeting new friends, making it fun. But more importantly, network marketing allows you to fulfill your purpose. I don't know what your purpose is. My purpose, when I read Purpose Driven Life in 2003 by Rick Warden, was to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. That's my purpose. What is your purpose? What is your why? Ali's why was his mom so strong that kept him going, right? Kept him going. And while you're going through this journey, Ali says, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You look for people who are better than you. You want to, That's how you grow. And he said, he always looked for people like him or better. And the great lesson, and I actually brought that up, was... You know, even though he worked those crazy hours, everyone in the restaurant knew it, and they saw him become successful, but they still wouldn't take action to follow him because some people just don't get it. And network marketing is awesome, but not for everyone. But some people, unfortunately, just don't get it. So you have to move on. You have to move on. Um, last two big, you know, big uh, aha moments. Number one, don't rely on your, just a company. You got to build your own personal brand. 
You got to focus on your, and the two things to focus every day, your personal production and your personal brand. You have to be working on that every single day. And the last thing is three-way calls. You know, don't be lazy with the three-way calls. If you're sending someone a tool or doing a meeting, make sure you always have an expert, your support team, your upline to help you talk to the prospect. You do not want to do all the talking yourself. Use the support structure. Extremely important because um, if you're doing too much talking, the more you talk, the more you lose. And people and you sound like a salesperson, and people don't want to do sales. So make sure you leverage your team, leverage three-way calls, have an expert do the talking. All right, ML Nation, again, connect with Ali. Great episode. And if you like this, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Appreciate that. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And um, share it with the MLM community. Really inspiring story from an immigrant to having just the desire. And if you want to know what it takes to be successful, that's the attitude of work ethic that it requires. So, MLM Nation, thanks for listening. Thanks for being an awesome part of this community. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.